Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. How's your day? It's been good. Yeah? Yeah, a little stressful, as oh, you know. A little stressful. I'm not sharing details. Not going to share any details. But stressful, as you know. Okay, yeah. I like knowing the details, but I really like sharing the details. Yeah, you can't share this detail. Yeah, I'm sharing the details. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Just wait, right in the middle of the show. Just nope. start blowing it up. Nope. No, Talk about not. everything that you did. Mm-mm. And, and everything everybody else did. Nope. <laughs> nope. But yeah, some people learn today. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me never to work for you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Well, the, you kind of do right now. Yeah, no, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, this right no, here is no, you working for no, me. Not at all. Yeah, all. yes, it is. No. Yeah, dance puppet. First, but continue first, what we're going to be first discussing. First of all, first of all, uh, I think we all know. Mm. Who wears the pants in this relationship? Right. Uh, so I think yeah. we all know it's me. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, first of all, you were jorts. Okay. So second of all, second, second. Uh, hold on. First wait. of all, your wife even admits that you're not, the podcast that, wife. That, that, I don't think not she, only she was are joking. You, she was joking. Not only are you my podcast wife, you're, <laughs> you're my wife's home, wife. <laughs> you're her home wife. <laughs> Listen, you have to out. My wife, my wife is an amazing woman. She's like, absolutely. She she can do anything. She's exactly. incredible at what she does. She could do everything and anything, and she does do all the manly duties. You not should be all doing. the manly duties. Did she not just send a photo of her repairing the lawnmower? Okay, first of all, I was where I was working. Okay, first, oh, 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 when did you start working on it? A few days ago. And how is it that she got it done in ten minutes? Well, I don't know that she got it done. She first of all, she she built mm. the large. Uh, floor jack to lift up the thing. Mm-hmm. She built that, and then she just sent me a picture with the whole thing lifted up. So she apparently is working on it. She's in a more fixed that. I mean, fashion. I've been at your house, yes, where you and I are sitting there, and your wife is making furniture. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing, it's a domestic thing. And I'm sitting there, what is Jed? Let me help. She's like, no, no, it's fine. Joe's not going to help. She so likes why it. You? She likes to do that stuff. You know, she doesn't want me doing it because I just get angry. Mm-hmm. And then when she built the uh, the barbecue. When she built the trampoline? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, yeah, like, you know, I'm busy. I'm not home. I'm not You're there. busy? I'm not Smoking home. a cigar. No, what, no, but sometimes I'm smoking, but, you know, I'm usually working. Mm-hmm. So the point, here, here's the, the point. The, here, here the point is, the point. you are not only the podcast wife, you're the housewife. <laughs> of my wife. Of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, you know what? Uh, it When we're recording this, it mm-hmm. is uh, July 3rd. Tomorrow yep. is July 4th. Mm-hmm. Good job, Joe. So I'm doing the math. Doing the math. <laughs> pretty consistent there. Um, do you got plans for the 4th? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm uh, going to sit around, smoke cigars, and uh, smoke a brisket and ribs. Oh, that's right. You did tell me that. And are you having people over, or is it just going to be family? Uh, no, we're going to go over to my neighbor's house. I, I do have a, a friend coming cool. uh, from, from England, so he'll be... Uh, he'll be with us for oh, the day. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Very, very cool. Yeah, what are you doing? Uh, no, I, we don't do anything. You're not doing anything? No, man. We're going to burn the flag or something, yeah, probably, in protest. You're not doing anything? Because you know Krista McDunn listens to our podcast. Yeah, well, I don't know if we can go, because... Oh, did you really just bail on her? Well, here's the thing. Wow! Here's because the- I can't make it, because we already had plans. No, now, no, you no, bail no. on Krista... Krista, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. You, I, I, I think of you as a better friend. Yeah, well, for who? Krista or me? Krista. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, everybody knows I'm not a good friend. No, no, um, but, you, but you're not. But you're not treating her like a good no, friend. I can't listen. We, I can't 
I can't go to the fireworks uh-huh. because I can't. I have to come back home. I have to be home to take care yeah, of something. Yeah, but she was talking about like hanging out even before. So you couldn't even go for dinner and hanging out? Oh, I don't know. That's I, I have no control over what, what we're doing. I just... Mm. Uh, for shame, yeah. Joe Thorne. Yeah. For shame. I want to go. Krista, go. who supports us, cares for us. Hey, Krista was on a podcast. Which one? She was interviewed on a podcast. Nah, I don't want to talk. It's probably a bad podcast. No, it was good. I listened to it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, though. Sorry, yeah, okay. Sorry, so dude. They, yep, yep. Yeah. Tis the way it goes. I'll, I'll share it on social media. So mm-hmm. uh, go back in time and see where I li- get on social media <laughs> after this thing comes up. So we're back in the 1689 today. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in chapter 18 talking about the doctrine of assurance. Yep, and we're finishing off paragraph 3. Yeah, 3B. That's why we're finishing off paragraph yeah, I'm, I'm 3. Getting, I'm telling people exactly. Well, oh. Now they know. So as I say 3B, they know exactly that we're starting with this. And therefore, it is the duty of everyone to give all diligence to make his calling and election sure, that thereby his heart may be enlarged in peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, in love and thankfulness to God, and in strength and cheerfulness in the duties of obedience, the proper fruits of this assurance. So far it, is it from inclining men to looseness. So we talked about the 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 assurance that we sometimes have to wait for in the beginning yep. of paragraph three that oftentimes believers who are truly saved right people that have salvation will lose a sense of assurance for various reasons we'll talk about that at the, on the next episode on the sixteen eighty nine um, and so you have to wait for it and God will in due time give it through the means of grace you don't have to wait for miracles and all yeah. kinds of angelic visitations and all of that gold um, teeth and all so it is therefore our duty for every one of us. To give all diligence to make his calling and election sure. So it's like pursuing assurance yeah. is, is, a, is one of the fundamental tasks of a believer to, to be assured, to be confident in your standing before God, not based on yourself, but based on Jesus. Hmm. And, and I like that because I think sometimes we just think, I have it, I'm, I've been justified, now I'm just kind of going through the motions and mm-hmm. people don't say it like that i don't think and i think best case scenario people mean well but they lose sight of because they lose sight of pursuing the assurance mm-hmm. and i think what do you think joe am i am i wrong in this that uh some people think they don't need to because i'm not that kind of a christian yeah i think so like in the sense that i'm not i'm not weak yeah yeah i, I think i think some people have uh a presumptive assurance of mm-hmm. salvation where they haven't really examined themselves. Uh, maybe they haven't thought very deeply. Maybe they haven't been really grieved by their sins to really wrestle with it. Or maybe, you know what, maybe God has been very kind to them and blessed them with assurance and he hasn't tested them in that way yet. But there's a passage in Second Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. Listen to this. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. So think about that. Make sure that your faith is being put to work, that you're growing in these areas, knowledge, theology, virtue, self-control, godliness, right? Um, For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. This is a way of losing assurance. Yeah. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. So you have to be diligent to confirm yeah. your calling and your election, to pursue a, a an assurance of salvation. And we do this 
by starting with the, 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 our faith itself. We start there, the, the faith, our, our trust, maybe it's small, maybe it's feeble, mm-hmm. but we begin to work it out in such a way that we are uh, adding to it, right? Stemming from it, maybe. Uh, things like virtue and mm-hmm. knowledge, knowledge of God, knowledge of the scriptures, uh, learning and practicing, yeah. self-control, uh, and so on. Like, you know, stirring yourself up for brotherly love. So then th- I think this is where uh, our devotions come into play, yeah. right? Because how... How are you going to know what to believe in or what you could be assured of mm-hmm. uh, and, and the foundation of that if you're not in God's word? Yeah, you're, just, you're left to your own devices, and your devices are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if, like our devices are, are always going to let us down and get us into trouble. So you've got to, you've got to go back to the Scripture. You've got to go to the means of grace uh, to make sure of your calling and election. And when you're doing that, right, when you're using those means of grace, as we read about earlier— uh, your heart is enlarged in peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I mean, th- this is this is like of the essence of assurance, right? Yeah. Uh, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, like th- these these uh, accompanying graces of salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not always there, so you want to seek them and pursue them because here's where you find peace, you know, love, and thankfulness to God. You wonder, like, when a, when a person has an assurance of salvation, it is tied to things like gratitude. Like you know, like when, like I'm, I'm so grateful for what God has given me. Well, that gratitude stems from an assurance. When you're assured, yeah, I'm so like, wow, I, I know that God has rescued me, an undeserving mm-hmm. sinner, and the response to that is gratitude. Yeah. And but it goes both ways, right? So like, so how do I then uh, be sure of my uh, election? How can I, how can I uh, grow in this joy in the Holy Spirit? Well, you, you can start with something like gratitude. Like so, the the, the Jesus says, "Come unto me, uh, and I will give you rest for your souls." Right. Mm-hmm. So you say, like, well, I do believe, and I've come to Him, and so I am grateful for the rest that He promises. Right now, I'm not feeling it. Why is that? And you begin to explore this issue of grace and gratitude, which is what I'm preaching on on this Sunday. Woo! Um, and uh, you can, in that context, begin to experience uh, this this grace of assurance, this grace of confidence before God. Hmm. You know, it talks about in the strength and cheerfulness in our duties of obedience. Think about that. We don't how, come off that way, though. No. We're how do we think about our duties of obedience? Uh, we think of it as as a burden. As, as drudgery. Yeah, as troublesome. Yeah. Uh, sometimes even as legalistic. Right. In fact, I preached a, ser- I preached a sermon on this issue of delighting in duty and i had I said duty so much i had a number of people come up to me afterwards these are grown adults like grown older than you going yeah man i gotta be honest man you say duty a lot and i uh, can't help but think about duty with two so B's. that must have been yeah. steve mccoy no nope wasn't steve who was it but i know he did too yeah who, who i don't was remember it? but it, I was, you I was remember like, no, i don't scott schiffling i <laughs> know <laughs> no, it would be scott so um but yeah like we it is it we, when you're when you find yourself slipping into a place where wow you know what my duty and my responsibility of obedience is becoming drudgery when you're starting to feel that then I'm guessing that your assurance is in jeopardy because mm. if you were truly assured your duty and responsibility would be a delight because yeah, it you would know, be a joy because Christ has accomplished it for you. You're clothed in his righteousness. And so now you're free to do the things he calls you to do with Holy Spirit empowerment and joy. And you know that God delights in what you do, even when they're imperfect, because A, they stem from faith, and B, they're perfected by Jesus. Hmm. So this idea that there can be a strength to our acts of obedience, 
Like not, it, it's not, just because your works aren't perfect doesn't mean that they're feeble. Like people get this wrong. They think like, well, since my works can never be perfect, they're all just garbage. No, they're not. If they stem from faith, they please God. If they stem from faith, that means that God is at work in you, working to both will and to work for his good pleasure. Yeah. Right? Like these are, there's, you can, there can be strength in your good works and therefore there can be cheerfulness in your good works. These are the proper fruits of assurance, right? Mm. If you, if you're pursuing an assurance, you fundamentally do that by faith, by looking again to Christ, finding your hope and your confidence in him. And then you're, you're, you're making sure of your calling as you're walking through all of these things. So it, it, it's like a cyclical sort of a process that is, I think, really, really helpful. And think, think about the gospel passages and the different ways in which they should elicit gratitude from us. So when you're thinking about the gospel, sometimes we think about it in just one particular way. Mm-hmm. right? What, what do you think are, is the most common way, in your mind, most people think about like the, the, the heart of the gospel or the benefit of being saved? Is to uh, escape hell. Right? Oh, that's a glorious thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be separated from the presence of God. Instead, I'm going to be in the presence of God, yep. his glorious, gracious, good presence. Um, and so that that's a good thing. But if that's the only dimension that you have in terms of your understanding of salvation, you're missing out on all the others. Like, so you're saying like we just have this one-sided view of our salvation, uh, and and so rather than just only think of think of it as uh, escaping one thing, we've also gained something else, right? We've gained uh, this relationship, we've gained uh, this sonship, or we've gained this adoption uh, as as children of God, and with that, with the rights of being a child of God, and part of that is assurance, joy yeah. of our salvation. So think, uh, think about all the dimensions of the gospel, right? The, the good news that God saves sinners. So, um, so you've got reconciliation with God, right? You've got the hope of, of eternal life now and forever. You've got adoption yep. that you mentioned. You've got the fact that we are new creatures, that we are being recreated on the daily, on the regular, right? Uh, in, in terms of, of sanctification, we've been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. You've got this, um, the, the spirit interceding, Christ interceding for you. Um, you've got the promise that God will never leave us nor forsake us. You've got the promise that God will cause all things to work together for our good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can keep going yeah. in terms of these benefits of the gospel. And so the more, like a lot of people have said before that if, if you think of the gospel as a diamond, uh, it has many different facets to it. So when you yeah, hold many it, people being John Piper in his book, we'll it was before, it's been used before. Nah, Piper. John Piper, yeah. he come on now. John Piper's Pope, a Puritan Pope. thief. He's a Puritan no, thief. Pope Piper said it first. All right. So um, the, the the more familiar you are with the gospel, the less bored you will be with it because it is infinitely deep. It is beautifully complex. It is rich, and so it, you're not going to get tired of it. You're only going to get tired of it if you're thinking about it in one of its facets and not exploring its full depth. So you got to look at it from all those angles. The more familiar you are with the gospel, the more in love you are with God, the more assurance you should have. Now, I think it's it's people think like, well, I'm you know they say familiarity breeds contempt, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's an aspect of truth to that, but it doesn't hold true with Scripture, with God, if you're doing it right. Like, because if you're if you're just going through the motions of reading your Bible, then yeah, familiarity will breed contempt. But if you're constantly seeing the person of God, the work of God, the truth of God as it relates to you and your life, uh, the Scripture is a living and active right sword. Mm-hmm. It 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 penetrates our souls. It will always do the work, and so. 
your familiarity does not have to bore you. It, it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have that impact on us. In fact, boredom is more than likely, uh, an indicator that you have or are about to lose your assurance. How can you be bored if you have confidence that God himself is with you and for you mm. and in you, right? I mean, I, for me, it is, when I'm thinking rightly about it, it is so humbling. There, there is a song that we sing. Uh, I forget. I, I never know the names of the songs we sing. Yeah, I yeah. just, I know the words. But it's uh, it's one that Dustin Kensrue wrote. And man, when we sing that song, it's based on one of the Psalms. Oh, uh, Jesus Lifted High? No, no. Shine, Jesus, shine. <laughs> no. Uh, Amazing Grace? But whenever we sing that song in particular, it is such a beautiful exploration. Of sing the song. No, sing a, not, come on, uh, sing a verse for real. No, I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not. Why? I'm not, I'm not a good singer. No, I, I mean, you know, you want me to growl it? Yeah, growl it. Yeah, then. I'm not gonna do that. Um, In tenderness? No, but that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to actually help no, you. Come on. No. All right, here. I'll, I'll, I'll Why don't you just sing it? All right, hang on, Harry. Dustin, okay. I'm doing it. You won't Dustin, sing it, huh? Kensrue, Psalm one forty-five. All right, so it, it is essentially Psalm one forty-five, and it, and it, it it's um you know I will bless you all my days, Lord. I will praise you always, my God and King. I will bless and honor your name, Lord, always and forever. My soul will sing such a vast, unsearchable greatness. Great is Yahweh, worthy of all praise. Now. Right when we're starting to get to their greatest Yahweh, worthy of all praise, I start to lose it a little bit. Um, and then you go down. Uh, we have seen your splendor and glory. We have seen your wonders and stand amazed. Every tongue will echo your story. Everyone will sing of your righteous ways. Oh, let all that lives ever bless his name. But then the last is what gets me. Uh, all that you have made, Lord, will praise you. All your saints will worship you in joyful strains. Pray no, hang on. That wasn't the last part. Here's here, this is the last. The, it's the last. I'm gonna go all the way down to the bottom. Okay. He is tender toward his creation. He is faithful and gracious in all he does. Great is Yahweh, full of compassion, slow to anger, filled with unfailing love. This recitation, essentially singing of Psalm 145, gets me every time because it, you know, he, he talks about him judging the wicked, but uh, supporting his people, blessing all that look to their Lord and hope. Man, it. It has a way of connecting with me that a lot of other songs can't, and uh, it I can't be bored when I'm singing that song. I, I can't be yeah. because of because of the way that it expresses the gospel. So when we're looking at um, the sixteen eighty nine chapter eighteen paragraph three, we're not only talking about the reality that assurance can come and go, and sometimes we have to wait for it. We're also reminded that we have to seek it, we have to pursue it, and we pursue our assurance by pursuing the Lord, by faith. That's how we do it. And so we, we press into those means of grace, we meditate on God's word, and in God's gracious um, work in us, he does bless us with this assurance that brings about these fruits, right? The, in particular, that I'm thinking about thankfulness to God and the strength and cheerfulness in the duties of obedience. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Later.